Hello and welcome to Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you followed us here from TikTok or YouTube, we're so happy you're here. If you found us organically, welcome, you're in for a treat, as Shining Nathan, or as people like to call him, your gay auntie, will be reading you stories throughout literary history. So grab yourself something to eat, drink, and get all cuddled up while Shining Nathan takes you on a literary adventure. Be sure to follow us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, and subscribe for future stories. Hello, sweet peas and sugar dumplings. This is your gay auntie. As always, I'm glad you're here. If you followed me from TikTok, we'll welcome baby doll. It is so wonderful to have you join me today. And if you found me organically via whatever app you're on, well, sit for a spell. Now, today, I'm going to do things a little differently. Before I start, I just want to announce, as always, my little plug, that I have a Patreon under Shining Nathan. I do have a $3 level, and if I can get enough people, I can do this much more often and provide on-time content constantly. (laughs) Now, anyway, instead of reading a story, I'm going to tell a story. On my TikTok, I did a video on Miss Lee. Now, Miss Lee was an African-American woman, and I want to tell a little tale of her and how I met her and my experience having known Miss Lee. Now, these recollections are coming from my own memory, and this goes back to about a time 23 years ago. I was about seven or eight, if my memory recalls, and it was about 1995, 96, and we lived in this government housing complex. In this recollection, you're going to learn a little bit about me, a little bit about what I can remember of Miss Lee. Now, I want to do this specifically for the fact that I want to preserve her in the only memory I have of her. Now, the age I met her, of course, was seven or eight years old. And so I wasn't old enough to ask those big kid questions of what was it like? How did you grow up? Things like that. Things that a six or seven year old or eight year old don't really know to ask. At that age, you're just kind of happy to have someone care for you. At least that was the way I was. Now a little bit about me to set the scene. I was a small little lanky kid with a big old head that was very much the outcast. I was bullied a lot. Even my so-called friends bullied me a lot. And I was very much a friend of convenience to a lot of the kids that called me friends. You know, that's okay. But during that time period, my mom worked two jobs, and I was raised by her alone with my aunt and grandma kind of helping on occasion when my mama couldn't be around or my mama had to work. So I spent so much time making up these fantastical worlds, exploring different little nooks and crannies of our government housing complex, And trying to keep away from the bullies that would occasionally bully me relentlessly. Now, our government housing complex was like most others. Built strictly to house people. Uniform apartment little blocks in our little South Texas town. Tan stucco colored buildings that didn't really do much to keep the area cool. Not much greenery, mostly a lot of dirt that had been stomped down through steps over time. We did have a park. The park was very bare bones. Metal swings that bummed your bum in the hot South Texas heat. We used to have a slide, but not for very long. 
A merry-go-round that was red and rusted. Monkey bars that were also silver and rusted. And in the center was a basketball court that wasn't quite used often and only provided heat to heat up the small little park we had. And in one corner, very far off corner, was monkey bars, or jungle gym, sorry, that was silver and rusted, but we still played on it, about five feet tall. And this entire park was fenced in with chain link fence and for some reason barbed wire along the top. And at night, it was chained shut. Now, we all try to find the fun we can have and the happiness we can have in those times when you're living in such poverty. And I was one of those kids that just wanted to be loved, just wanted friends, and just wanted to be cared for. My mama did her best, of course, but working two jobs, it's hard to keep an eye on your little boy. And so these were times when you'd go run out, play, Come in when the sun went down. And that is what I did. I'd love to explore everywhere. There was all these little things to see around the complex. And even outside the fenced areas of the complex. Because even the apartment complex was chained in with chain link and barbed wire at the top. Now, the time was about 1995-96. I was about six or seven years old. Probably eight. I can't quite remember. And that summer, I met this wonderful woman who moved in to this lady's apartment named Rosas, Miss Rosas. When she had passed on, this new lady had moved in by the name of Miss Lee. Now, there was already a little garden there, but though there was not much gardens anywhere in the complex, but hers was one of about two in our complex, and she made it grow and flourish. And she was a corner unit, so her garden wrapped around one side, around the back, and around the other. Perfect to see when you first came into our dreary little park government housing complex. And I remember, I would play in her garden because it was hedged in with like a retainer wall. And I'd play in it with my little Lego toys, my little action figures. One day she said, boy, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing. And next thing I knew, I was under her wing. It was all a blur now, but I soon became one of the peak kids that would help her water her garden, come by and help her prune her flowers, things like that. It's only now, at the age of 33, that I'm able to look back and see the truth of what she was trying to do. She was trying to protect me from the bullies. It was the only way she could watch over me. Now, Miss Lee was an African-American woman, one of the very few African-Americans in our small South Texas town. If you know anything about South Texas, the population's a lot more Hispanic than anything else, with a dash of white and a dash of everything else. Now, Miss Lee was not originally from South Texas. If my memory serves, she was born and raised somewhere in the south of the United States, like Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, or Alabama, but I can't quite remember where. My story picks up to where I knew her, as a naive seven or eight-year-old who didn't ask the questions that now me as a 33-year-old wishes I could have asked, and now I think about what she must have gone through in her life. 
must have experienced to be about 85, 80 years old in 1995 and having had grown up in the South. The stories she could have told, the things she's been through, Jim Crow, segregation, desegregation, all the things that she must have seen as the world changed around her, and hopefully for the better. Now, I remember her most was her smell. She always smelled like tobacco and sugar, as I've said on my TikTok, because she did smoke like a chimney, <laughs> and she baked constantly. She always loved to bake strawberry bundt cakes, and she kept her garden neat and tidy. I never knew her once to use her air conditioning, preferring to keep all the windows and doors open and just have fans going on all hours of day and night. I can vaguely hear her voice still, which breaks my heart that her memory is slowly fading from my own mind. But it was her hands that always will stay in my mind. They were a beautiful mahogany, strong and soft. I remember her nails were long but unpainted, but so beautiful. They were strong, too. I remember thinking about that. And she always had on one of her housecoats that she would walk about in. And she was just a no-nonsense but caring type of person. She never suffered fools gladly. Wouldn't put up with crap from the neighborhood boys when they tried to start stuff with me. And was genuinely a fantastic, beautiful human being. Her garden was so lush and full. And she always had a bunt cake for me to take to my mama. And it was always strawberry. I think one time she made a regular vanilla bunt cake. But for the most part, they were strawberry. I wish I knew more about her life before I met her. I know she had one son, but my memory is so faded of those times that I can't quite remember if he'd passed before or after I met her. I know she would languish on occasion when I'd listen to her conversations with my mama about how little family she had left. I mean, she was 80, 85, and she only had one son. I don't believe he had any grand, his, any children himself, so she had no grandchildren. But she was so wonderful, so beautiful to the eyes of a little lonely, scared Latin boy. I think on her a lot, trying some way to preserve this memory of this person whose story won't get written down in history books. And then I think about the countless African-American women whose story will never been told. The countless people whose lives have passed on into the fading of history and time. And I don't want that to happen to her. I want to preserve her here. I remember she would smoke Virginia Slims. That's what she would smoke. And she was a talker. She would talk as she'd bake. She had those beautiful copper baking pans she would bake her bunt cakes in. And these apartments were pretty small, and she lived in a little one-bedroom, and they were bare bones, and so was her apartment. 
She had a small little couch with her little TV, you know, the old kind we used to have with the big old behind. And a small little kid dining room table with those wicker chairs. There's so much I'm trying to remember with the gingham design all throughout her apartment. She had a little shrine on one wall with a picture of Jesus Christ, a few candles, a Bible, and then a wall of pictures. Then there was her bedroom. A simple, oh gosh, I can't remember if it was a twin or a full bed. I remember going in there to fetch something for her. But I'd help her a lot with things, go try to run her errands, go drop things off to neighbors. Those were some tough times, but she made them brighter. Forgive me, I'm getting a little choked up remembering this. It's been so long since I've tried to deep dive into these memories. As is with the cruelty of time, my memory fades every year. I know I'm now 33, but you know you forget some things that were used to be so dear to you and so important. I did get to see Miss Lee one last time about a month before she passed. I was in high school, senior year. Towards the end of it, I learned Miss Lee was at the local nursing home by a family friend who told me. And so, one day during lunch, I asked permission to go because the nursing home was right outside the high school, and I went there. And there she was, old, frail, jowly, barely remembering anything. Excuse me. It's just one of those times that the cruelty of time does to us and the cruelty of aging. She didn't quite remember me. It was almost as if she was talking on autopilot. But I got to see her. I gave her a hug, held her hand for a minute as I talked to her. But to my eyes, even as a high schooler, she was still so beautiful. Today, She still is that beautiful, strong woman. I know she passed about a month after I got to see her. And I think of the amount of time she must have experienced. Where she's gone now. What she must have looked like young. In her twenties, in her thirties, in her forties. What she must have felt giving birth to her one and only son. I think about all those things in some effort not to forget her. And now I'm fortunate that I have this platform that I can immortalize her here. In some way, as long as there's the internet, she'll still be here. And I think that is so beautiful of one of the things that our technology has been able to give us. What she must have seen in its time changed. My goodness. Going from the 1910s all the way to the outside of 2005. 
No, 2006. The beginnings of smartphones, iPhones, from record players, to cassettes, to CDs, to iPods. From writing by hand, to typewriter, to computer, to laptop, to making calls by, by letter, then by telephone, and then finally by a phone you could hold in your hand and take wherever you went. I wonder what you think of this world now. Things that have changed in the last 25 years. Well, 15 years since she passed. I hope she would be happy in this world. Because I know it's changed a lot in 15 years. (laughs) I'll always remember her garden. Her strong hands. And how she always smelled like tobacco. And sugar. And I want to keep those memories alive with me forever. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you did, remember to subscribe and feel free to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to support this channel and your gay auntie, go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. If you have any suggestions on pieces we can read, feel free to email us at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Remember, you are loved, you are fully valid, and we're so happy you're here. You take care of yourself.